Hello and welcome to our third episode of Bookworms Podcast. I'm Alexandra, one of your hosts. And I'm Catherine, your other host. And today we have a really special guest, as we prefaced in our last episode. Um, We have Scott from Venture for Canada, and he will introduce himself a bit more on what Venture for Canada is and what he does. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Uh, My name is Scott Sturt, and I'm the CEO and founder of Venture for Canada, uh, which is a national charity that recruits, trains, and supports young Canadians to work at Canadian startups with the mission of fostering entrepreneurship. Uh, in essence, View Venture for Canada is kind of an entrepreneurial apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so Catherine and I, as we've mentioned before, we're both in the fellowship program, and we're really excited to be here and be a part of it. Um, we've been in Kingston for the past few weeks just doing training and learning so much about the startup space and um, entrepreneurship in Canada in general. One of the things that we had to do before coming to camp was reading a few books. One that Scott recommended was The Hard Thing About Hard Things by um, Ben Horowitz. Um, And Catherine will go ahead and introduce the book. All right, so this one has a 4.2 out of 5 rating on Goodreads and descriptions as followed. A lot of people talk about how great it is to start a business, but only Ben Horowitz is brutally honest about how hard it is to run one. And the hard thing about hard things, Ben Horowitz, co-founder of Andresen Horowitz and one of Silicon Valley's most respected and experienced entrepreneurs, draws on his own story of founding, running, selling, buying, managing, and investing in technology companies to offer essential advice and practical wisdom for navigating the toughest problems business schools don't cover. His blog has garnered a devoted following of millions of readers who have come to rely on him to help them run their businesses. A lifelong rap fan, Horowitz amplifies business lessons with lyrics from his favorite songs and tells it straight about everything from firing friends to poaching competitors, from cultivating and sustaining a CEO mentality to knowing the right time to cash in. That's just half the description because it was very long, Um, but it was a great book. It was so interesting. Mm -hmm. Learned a lot. And I loved the rap lyrics. Yeah, the rap lyrics. It was my favorite part. (laughs) So I listened to this on... Um, Audible. Shout out to Audible. This isn't a sponsored ad, but Amazon, if you want to sponsor us, let us know. Um, anyway, it was so funny having the the person, I don't know what you call them, but the narrator read the rap lyrics because it's like this white man reading gangster rap lyrics. And it, was, it was really interesting. But anyway, so to discuss the book, um, I think we're going to kind of change the style of how we've done this previously. We're going to kind of interview Scott a little bit on what he thought. Um, so why did you recommend reading The Hard Thing About Hard Things for this fellowship program? So a few reasons. Uh, I'd say the first is, I, similar to the Goodreads description, is I think the book presents a very honest portrayal of the challenges that exist uh, in pursuing entrepreneurship. I think that, that entrepreneurship is something that is increasingly present. It has increasingly become a kind of a trend. Mm-hmm. And it's presented as this thing, oh, you know, uh, uh, glorified, and I think in, to some extent, uh, the, ac- the real life as an entrepreneur is often not necessarily accurately portrayed. Yeah. What I like about this book is I think it very much accurately shows how tough it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah very, it's, which, so that's the first reason. The second reason, uh, what I like about it is I think it provides very tactical advice, right? So, yeah, like everything from you know, etiquette on poaching employees mm-hmm. from different companies uh, to, you know, raising capital to pivoting. Um, and I think at the end of the day, the best way to learn things is often actually through stories. And I think the story of his life uh, is, I think, very, 
yeah, very educational for anyone to read about. I would say the third major reason is why I like what it is. I think it's written in a very accessible style. Right. So I think that there's some, you know, there's a lot, like, I, I, some formal business textbooks, frankly, <laughs> would be communicating the same thing, mm-hmm. but in just really boring prose. Yeah. You know, I think Ben Horowitz make, you know, he, through his book, he's able to impart valuable lessons in a way that keeps people interested. Well, yeah, I struggle a lot reading nonfiction, and I found it like you sometimes didn't even feel like you were reading something true. Like, it was so easy to read. Like, yeah. it's like, wow. Yeah, it was a good story. I think, like, I was telling Scott before we turned on the mic, I was saying, like, his life was crazy, the <laughs> amount of things that he's done and, like, the amount of success that he's had. And I liked... Um, yeah, I was thinking the lessons that were being taught were like very valuable for any person that's going to work at a startup. Sure. Um, oh. <laughs> um, so our second question is, what did you like about the book, and is there anything that you disliked about it? Yeah, I think you kind of touched, yeah, upon, kinda what touched liked, upon what you liked. But... So what did I dislike about the book? So I would say... In terms of what I disliked... Hmm. So I'd say, because uh, overall I liked it, because I, I, I recommend it. But if I if I was to to criticize it a little bit, I'd say maybe at the beginning he dwelled like a like a fair amount of, if I can re- remember correctly, just on his on the bio, like mm-hmm. just kind of going through like a lot about his like father's history and things. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it maybe was like a little too much like sort of CV uh, kind yeah, of. Yeah, just at the beginning. Yeah, um, I'd say maybe a uh, like. Yeah, I honestly, I don't have that. I really don't have that many like critiques. Other than I thought like the beginning of the book was perhaps like a little to the to the slow side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd say maybe if there was one recommendation that I would have for the future, it would be it'd be interesting for him to write like maybe a, uh, a newer version of the book mm-hmm. uh, that takes into account his time like more as a VC. Because like mm-hmm. since this book was published, yeah. it'd be interesting to kind of share experiences around like he would be providing advice to entrepreneurs all of the time. And I, yeah. I think that there's something useful about the specific opsware and kind of going through LabCloud and kind of that experience. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting to perhaps learn more from like like a, a lot of different stories, if that yeah. makes yeah. sense, rather than yeah. just one story. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, that actually. so cool. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> no. And I was, I was saying, too, um, something I really liked was how he talked about how you had to manage differently when you're managing in times of good versus in times of bad. And I felt like you mentioned the book was very focused on the difficulties and the challenges and when things are bad, but I think even just focusing on a bit more on when things are good, good. and kind of how leaders can thrive in that kind of environment too would have been nice, but I guess there's probably a million other books that are <laughs> already talking about that, I'm sure, but I think that would be like one of my um, biggest critiques. Okay, and finally, do you have any life experiences that you found aligned with the book? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm, I, I am a young social entrepreneur, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing venture, I started doing venture for Canada full time when I was almost 23, and then now just turned 27. So, I've been basically doing venture for Canada for four years. 27? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I myself am pretty young, so I, I would say that probably as I get older, I'll have more experiences more relevant. But I would say, even in the four years of doing venture for Canada, uh, a lot of stuff, like, I, I actually, I, last time I, I read the book twice. Right. I read it probably three years ago, mm-hmm. or almost, probably four years ago the first time, then I reread it last year. Mm-hmm. And I actually will probably want to read it again, because Register for Canada has gone through a lot of growth in, in the past uh, year, 
it'd be interesting to yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting to to read again. But what I would say is is that like yeah, you know, it's funny how quickly circumstances can change, right? Mm-hmm. So even like um, you know, as of like you know five or six months ago, like we were really like three people, yeah, mm-hmm. right? And then we were now like 16 people, yeah, right? So we went from being like very understaffed and like in a situation, like, like it was crazy. <laughs> three people, like that's a lot. I, of- I can't even imagine that, like knowing who we see now, like yeah. none of them were there. I, I, don't, I don't know how you guys are even sleeping, yeah. like, surviving <laughs> the amount of stuff that's going on. The, the program is great for anyone interested in applying. <laughs> you should. Um, but yeah, like just the amount of, work that you can see that's been put into this. I couldn't even imagine only three people doing that. So that's like yeah. insane. So, so you know, I think one of the main things uh, to reflect is like, A, sometimes a challenge might seem insurmountable mm-hmm. or it might seem, yeah, it, it might seem insurmountable. But I think it's always think to yourself, there's always a way to overcome the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. But there's always, you know, I think some people... Uh, underestimate their ability to get out of mm-hmm. or, or to change situations, right? right? And that's what I'd say is that I think that book, the book, like the hard thing about hard things, does a good job. At you know, at one point, like you know, you're like, oh my god, how is he going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Like, this company looks like it's going to bankrupt, yeah. right? But he gets out of it. Successful yeah. yeah. acquisition. You know, it, it, I'm sure that they do really well. The point being, and what I like about the book and what relates to my experience with venture can is, even if you're facing significant challenges, through hard work and perseverance mm-hmm. and creativity. There's always a path forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that's one of the big distinctions between entrepreneurial people and non-entrepreneurial people mm-hmm. is entrepreneurial people always see that there is some kind of path versus yeah. non-entrepreneurial people will say, you know. What can you do? What can you do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking actually something that I, I liked about the book is when he was selling his business, he set a very hard price for the share price that he was yeah. was going to sell it. It was like, I'm not selling for, I think it was $20. I could be making that up. It was, I think it was 15 Okay. I know. I, I love that part <laughs> yeah. too. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. Um, and I was thinking like, so he set a really defined metric for him to measure, I guess, when was a good time to sell and making decisions based on those really um, strong metrics and not selling yourself short. How would you kind of say that you've incorporated that in Venture for Canada and your life as well? In, in terms of uh, can, can you rephrase the question? Yeah, like just like I guess like setting metrics, setting a benchmark, oh. and then kind of like achieving things through that, and not being able to, um, I guess, let that roadblock yeah. deter you. So I'd say, so a few things. So so just in terms of like personal development habits, mm-hmm. one thing I do is every year set up like a personal goals at the at the end of the calendar year. Okay. So I find around around Christmas, I have more free time. I'll kind of like write personal goals for the year, mm-hmm. and some of them are recurring. Like there's sometimes yeah. every year it's the same. Yeah. Uh, and then there's professional goals and things which will often be different, mm-hmm. right? Um, so sometimes they'll be, you know, like last year, like last year as an example, it was like learning about the stock market because mm-hmm. I actually didn't never study finance, so I did. <laughs> really? I did like a stock market competition, okay. and it was, it was actually really educational. That's this awesome. year was learning more about like you know real estate as in investment, right? mm-hmm. like investment real estate. Um, uh, so I make those personal goals and, and I generally meet those and then I'd say the second is I'll set professional goals which are also you know interesting and actually sometimes harder to predict because mm-hmm. there's some things out of your control for sure um, but I would say the second thing in terms of, sort of kind of setting metrics uh, is um, or yeah kind of related to this is, is I do monthly diarying so I'll okay. go and I'll kind of diary 
and I'm not, I don't like doing it every night because I find it's too time intensive. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, at, the, at that level, it becomes a chore. Mm-hmm. But then I, what I find is that if I go and, you know, write maybe 1,000 to 1,500 words once a month, right. it, it lets me sort of track the, to the extent that I'm actually meeting those annual goals, if right. that makes sense. So those are two kind of like personal development type things, which are somewhat related to kind of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the metrics, and I, and then I, you know, I think, and at least to me, it's it's. I think that some of the goals that I set, it's more around uh, how to develop certain skills mm-hmm. than it is specifically. Like yes, there's some goals that you can say, oh, I want you know this, but but I think that probably it's better to say, oh, I want to become really skilled in this right. category mm-hmm. than it is to say, you know. I want this X, Y, Z, if that makes sense. So that'd be my one feedback in terms yeah. of sort of setting specific metrics for oneself. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's something that the program, we set goals like mm-hmm. the second day here, I yeah. think. And even face like thinking back on those and the ones that I wanted to do, you know, in my few weeks here, I haven't been able to do all of them, but I definitely know that the ones, like you said, the ones that are more, Instead of like one of them that I have is read three books. I haven't done that, and I know I won't because I'm not <laughs> going to read two books this week. No, it's not going to happen. But then other ones where I said, you know, like make connections, meet yeah. someone new, like that kind of stuff. I feel like that is definitely stuff that, not because it's not as well defined, but because it's more like experiential and kind of the same way you were describing it. They're definitely easier to achieve, and you're like, not that I'm setting easy goals but you know what I mean do you know what I'm trying to say it's something like you're able to develop yourself a bit more because of that and I think like not like defining it with a number or something Mm -hmm. like defining it based on like what you've done yeah like accomplishments and yeah I don't know I I think that's a really valuable thing I've tried journaling and it's really hard yeah I can't get into it (laughs) I really can't I think it's a really good practice but once a month like I've never thought like I always try to do it like every day (laughs) like got to journal and then it does I do the same and then I don't don't do it yeah once a month like I want to give it a try Mm -hmm. because then you can like reflect the whole and you have so much to say (laughs) yeah sometimes I'm like oh my god all this stuff happened last month yeah yeah Yeah. that's like you know, you think even like before, like a month ago for you. Oh, that's what I was just gonna say. Like, imagine writing about this last month. Like, and then we're going to Europe next month. Yeah, have, like a wild journal. Yeah, honestly, that's very true. <laughs> it's interesting. One interesting thing is rereading journal stuff. Too, oh yeah, right? yeah. Because sometimes you're like, I'd say, what's interesting? Is sometimes there's like a problem that begins to emerge, and you write about it in mm-hmm. a journal. And then you're like, oh my god, I was so right about that. Yeah. I like, should have gone with my intuition. Yeah. One, one interesting thing too is, is uh, my dad had said this to me, and I think I now do it is when you meet someone that you know you're going to spend a lot of time with mm-hmm. in some kind of way, write your initial reflections of them on paper and then look That's back. So wow. That's really That's smart. Yeah. I feel like you're always right with your gut instinct with people. Mm-hmm. Like, often. I would, yeah, I would say yeah, always. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I was actually talking with someone here, and she's like, I love when people prove me wrong, and that's something that's so true, too. Like, when you have an initial... Like it was literally me you were talking to. No, it wasn't Maya. So I was like, I've definitely had this. It wasn't you. I don't need names. <laughs> it's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. No, anyway, but... back to the premise of this podcast. Um, can I... I have one more question that I thought of. Um, something that the book talks a lot about is like dealing with failure and kind of overcoming that and we kind of talked about it a bit but is there any failures that you've dealt with that you've personally found really difficult to overcome and hard to pivot from and how have you kind of coped with that yeah so I'd say like in terms of as failures um, 
Yeah, so first off, I think every day I have failures. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's the first point. But in terms of really significant failures, it wasn't a failure. I mean, I think that sometimes there's mistakes, but you learn from mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. So, so like probably me going to Goldman Sachs at the time did align with my goals. and, and with, But then in some ways it was a mistake because I learned a lot from that experience. Right. So I guess to me I wouldn't, uh, you know, I, I might in my life so far I can't think of any like like massive giant failure where I was like mm-hmm. oh my god like you know that that completely although maybe at some point as I get older <laughs> I would kind of have that mm-hmm. uh, but I can think of little I can think of mistakes that I've made mm-hmm. but yeah I would say that even in even when one makes mistakes you learn like you're kind of um, you know, hopefully, <laughs> one one kind of then it says, no, I'm not going to do that again. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I find that even things that have been frustrating or where I did make an error, um, it's often still added value to my life yeah. in the sense that I learned from the experience. So yeah, it's mostly about perspective. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, is people can get, be really hard on themselves, right? So yeah. Why do I do that? Why do that? And sometimes you have to kind of be like, you know what? Not perfect gonna make some mistakes sometimes mm-hmm. just be careful don't, not do it. don't do it again it's like the whole thing right it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result right. so it's like if you don't learn from your mistakes then it's just person you know, being dominant yeah yeah no, for sure. No. That was a really that's great really answer. Yeah. That was so good. But it's so true. Like, everything I can think of that's like, oh, oh my God, it's such a failure. Like, I've learned from every single thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, that's the happened. Mindset. Yeah. Totally. And it's, like, been for the, like, you know, it happened for the best reason. Mm-hmm. And you, like, look back and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's literally how I feel about ending up here. Like, I didn't get a job in the places that I thought I wanted to get a job. And it's because it led me here and I feel so right being here mm-hmm. and it's like the best decision I've ever made and it's because of I, I failed at other things and that's okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it's, it's I'm glad you said that. I, it's like the, uh, the Brandon, the fellow valedictorian speech mm-hmm. I quoted at the beginning mm-hmm. where he quotes the Seth Godin thing from Tribes yeah, but yeah. like the experience with meeting people that yeah. that's what I feel like it's in the scene with all the fellows. Yeah. Like, yeah. like kind of being around all these people like, oh my God, these are like my tribe. And maybe not. Yeah, no, 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 I do feel that way. But it's like, it's so true even like, especially I feel like this week was like a big turning Ten point points. for like everyone got so close all of a sudden. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I literally didn't know you guys three like weeks three ago. weeks ago. Like now we have this like big community that we're all in. That's yeah. why I think four weeks is perfect because the first two weeks people still know each other. To be frank, the third week people get a little more tired and there's, <laughs> there's potential for more conflict. Yeah. Oh, but it's, yes. It's, but then it's through that that people actually get really close, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just two weeks. Yeah. It's yeah. superficial. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, after four weeks of spending time, it's like people people have seen you know your you whole, whole cycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I think I think this has been such a awakening experience for myself personally I feel like that me too I know I was coming into this I was thinking like oh I studied business for four years what is this four-week training camp about business gonna teach me like I'm not that I know everything I was I was really excited for the technical side actually but I've learned so much just in how I interact with people and more about even just myself 
and me too. it's been so me too. I've, it's been eye opening. Yeah, <laughs> I was like facetiming my boyfriend today. He's away, and I was like, I feel like a new person. Like, just I feel like I've had all this self actualization all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Like, oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's good to hear. Well, because I feel like that's an area for improvement within post secondary institutions, right? It's like mm-hmm. people go through all these years of university, and there's so little time for like more like thinking inwards. Like, yeah, it's all about yeah. learning externally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I took one class in university, and that's what it was all about. It was an entrepreneurship class, but it really was like more of a personal development class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where we had to like diary every week. Wow. And by the end of it, it was like 22,000 words worth of stuff. Wow. But it was like, it that's, was a very valuable experience. That's actually yeah. probably class was what made me kind of self-actualize mm-hmm. and be like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily venture for Canada. Yeah. But... but but kind of the space. So anyway, it's nice to, nice to hear that. <laughs> yeah, no, I have nothing but good things to say about this program. Um, I think I've kind of asked all my questions. I, was I don't know say, if you have any on more. That note, yeah. <laughs> we got a little off topic there. Yeah. But we I love Venture for Canada. <laughs> yeah, apply if you're thinking about looking for something to do with your career and want to work in the startup space in Ontario and Atlantic Canada because it's been the best four weeks of my life thus far, and I can't wait to see what the next two years have to do. So, um, I guess to wrap. Yeah, thank you, Scott, Uh, for coming. Hopefully we have some clout now. (laughs) (laughs) And um, if you guys have any feedback, again, feel free to email us, bookwormspod at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe, Subscribe. (laughs) etc. Thanks, guys.